favorite things about this podcast is that I meet people through people that I trust, admire, and respect. And this is no exception. I was introduced to Jennifer Jane Young from my dear friend, Megan Miller, who also happens to be a no longer virtual alumni of four out of five years. And I'm so eager to get started in this conversation. Jennifer, thank you so much for joining me on Your Stories Don't Define You, How You Tell Them Will. Thank you so much for having me. And yes, anyone Megan connects me to is, I know is going to be an incredible connection. So I'm happy to be here. Agreed. Agreed. I would love to start with my traditional question, which is, um, I always ask our guests to share something about themselves that most people might not know about them. And I do this so that our listeners get a chance to hear straight from you something that makes you more approachable, that makes you makes the rest of our conversation feel more real and connected. So what do you think? Do you have something you can share with us? Yeah, I would say like some people know this because I, I share it in more like intimate spaces with my community and stuff. But probably something that people don't know about me is that um, I'm very much of a rebel. Like I do not like rules. Um, in school, I was like the bad kid, um, always kicked out of class or in the principal's office or in what they called the hole, which was a room for bad kids with no windows. It was like a tiny little four wall room where they would stuff us in there for the day and we couldn't leave. Oh. Uh, so that's where I spent most of my time in school. Um, and yeah, I'm just, um, I'm a lot more rustic, I think, than, than people think. <laughs> oh my gosh, rustic. That is such a perfect word. So basically self-reliant and low maintenance is what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 100% a rule breaker. I don't if someone tells me to go right, I'm going to go left and it's just how I've lived my life most of the time. That's hilarious and we share that in common. <laughs> Although I I don't think I was much of a rule breaker in my youth. Um I I might have been I might have been, I guess I'd have to ask my mom that, but um, definitely from the time I turned about 13, holy cow, everything, same thing. You tell me to go left, I'll go right. You ask me if I need help, I'll say no. Yeah, yeah I love that. So we're going to dive into that in a minute because I think this is going to be a connected story. You mentioned that um, you use your full name, Jennifer Jane Young, for a specific reason. When we were talking before we hit record, can you share that reason with me, with us, yeah. please? So um, Jane is my middle name, and um, it it came from uh, my aunt, who is one of my favorite aunts. Her name is Jane Londrio. I'll just actually say her name, share this episode with her. Um, and she has always been a, a huge inspiration for me. I don't know why. We just have always had such a strong connection. And I remember when I was younger, feeling like, I want to, I want to grow up to be like Auntie Jane. Like that was the feeling I had. And she always made me feel like I couldn't wait to get older. I couldn't wait to be a woman. I couldn't wait to like reach that, that wise time in my life. Cause she always seemed to be like a really wise woman to me. She's very charismatic. She's funny. She's loving just like all of the qualities that are magnetic to someone. And uh, 
yeah, she's been like a, a role model for me from, from a very young age. And I just love her so much. And I, for me, the, her, the middle name means so much to me there. And, 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 and it's also a, she, it's a reflection of who I've become as a woman and entrepreneur. And so it just felt so right to, to use that in my branding. (laughs) I love that Jennifer Jane Young. And now everyone knows why you go with that full name when you're doing your professional work. I love that. So um, it sounds to me, this is why I wanted to come back to that. It sounds to me like she was one of your encouragers when it came to rule breaking, when it came to doing things your own way and not following the path of somebody else. Yeah. And she's always been like really curious about what I'm doing, what I'm up to. Um, And yeah, I don't, I don't know what it is about the connection we have, but it's like, you know, when you have people that you really look, look up to in your life. And it was always this feeling of like, this is the kind of woman that I want to want to grow into. And, um, she was also, yes, I guess the aunt that I could be the messy Jen with, you know, like that, you know, we, we can swear together and feel embarrassed together and share crazy stories together. And so it's, it, I think I always just felt really like I could be just human with her. Mm -hmm. Um, and I love people who make me laugh and she's just so hilarious. So I love that. Oh my gosh. What a great way to begin this podcast. And I, I'm, this whole message is just resonating so strongly with me because my podcast, um, recently was about the community that helps raise us and the people that are in our circle, in our orbit. And I, Mm -hmm. I referred to it as a tribe and, um, I've always believed that the people that we bring into our lives are part of what made our children become who they are and those connections because as parents we can't serve all roles for our children or for our partner we have to meet those needs outside of our immediate family there are some things that our kids are just not going to talk to us about no matter how close we are and having those people in our circle makes our children more confident adults, I think. Uh, oh, and I'm just getting like a flashback that I just remembered now. I was just back home in Canada a few weeks ago and there was a family wedding and we all went and Auntie Jane was there and, we, you know, we were dancing all night. It was having so much fun. And at the end of the evening, there was like a slow song that began and, you know, her husband, my uncle was off, like talking with the boys. I'm a single woman and we just grabbed each other and we 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 danced together and we were just like hugging each other and we were just like she was like i love you so much i was like i love you so much and that was like it's such a beautiful moment and it was it was like such a such a, re- a perfect reflection of the kind of relationship i think that we've always had and i feel really lucky because my mom is actually it's thanks to my mom that i get to experience this because they were three so there was my Auntie Jane, there was Beth and my mom. And um, they were like, the you know, they'd have the girls nights when I was young. And my mom would always bring me in, be like, come sit with us, come chat with us. And so I always had the opportunity to be part of their little group. And it was it's a, it was such a privilege to be able to, to do that. Uh, I just got to chill. And maybe that's because I have a sister that I'm really, really close with. 
Um, mm. I, and I'm very close with my brother as well. The three of us are very tight. There's something about that sister relationship. And my mom is really close with her siblings and she has an identical twin. So oh, they what? are, of course, I mean, they're super tight at 75 years old, 76 now. Um, so you, all of what you're saying right now is really resonating strongly with me. And I love that your mom had not only the confidence and um, thoughtfulness to invite you into that circle, but the, I, I guess the reason I say confidence is that I know so many moms that are threatened by their children's relationships with other adults mm-hmm. because they feel like they need to be all for their kids. And so they're threatened when their child makes a close adult friendship like that. And your mom's thoughtfulness and compassion and relationship with her own sisters informed her relationship with you and her ability to share you with her sisters. That's just amazing. I know it's, it's beautiful. And it's such a beautiful full circle moment because these women have been the women who have inspired me a lot. You know, like I talk a lot about my auntie Jane because of my middle name and my business. Um, but like Beth was also such an inspiration to me in so many ways, cause they're all so unique. And so is my mom. And it makes me want to like hit pause and go buy a plane ticket right now and fly back for a <laughs> I know. <laughs> but, um, now like they, they had always inspired me. Like they were always role models to me. And now because of the work that I do around self-development and personal growth and all that stuff. Um, they now look to me for inspiration, which is so such an honor, you know, Uh, so they follow me, whatever books I'm reading, they're reading. And it's just, yeah, it's so nice. Oh, I love that. Well, this is a perfect opportunity to share with our listeners. Um, Instead of just telling us what you do, can you tell us a story about a recent thing that you did with a client or something that happened recently in your work that really can demonstrate what you do in a story? Yes. Yesterday, I was on a group call with the women uh, in my school. And um, the theme of the session was, what is your intuition asking you to do right now? And why are you not doing it? And we had a deep dive conversation and everybody shared the thing that they're like, It's just like in them wanting to come out and they're not doing it because of fear, because of overthinking, uh, because of the left brain logic analytics getting in the way and like trying to make them believe that like it's whatever, whatever, the whole thing. Um, And it was like such a powerful and beautiful session. And that's what I do. It's, It's helping entrepreneurs get really clear. And, and really connected to their intuition because that is the next step. Your intuition is your inner compass. It's the next thing. Or it's, it's, it's the, your intuition will um, show you the visions of what you came here to do or what you're meant to be working on or who you're meant to be helping or whatever that is, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I just want to make sure that entrepreneurs don't give up on their intuition ever, that they don't settle for just okay when they want to experience something even greater um, and then help them through 
practical steps to actually like do the thing, make the decision, take the action and do it together. Like for me, it's not so much like it's coaching that I do, but it's like, we're going to do this together. Like Mm -hmm. I'm here by your side. Um, It's kind of like, you know, that beautiful poem where the person is walking on the beach and talking to God and then says, Mm -hmm. then the God saying like, you know, I've, I've, I've always been with you. And then at some point, I don't know. Like, it's the I, two, it's the two sets of footprints. And I don't understand God because the times that I was having the hardest time, yes. there was only one set of footprints and God says, well, those were mine. I was carrying you yes. <laughs> or something like that. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So, um, so instead of carrying them, <laughs> I, right. you know, it's empowering them, but it's like really walking side by side with them through this journey of entrepreneurship. So it's, you know, living their most expansive life through the vehicle of entrepreneurship. And intuition. And intuition. Absolutely. Intuition is the, the North star always. Yes. um, It's taken me a long time to truly trust that in myself. And um, I, I think it's fascinating, especially with people, women in particular who are older, like, my age, over 50, who are yeah. just starting to transform into the woman they were meant to be. Yeah. Have you had an experience with a woman over 50 that um, really, when you think about it, really lights you up? Yeah. I actually, um, I tend to attract more uh, more of older women, like older than me, for some reason. Um, I think I just really connect with the more wise woman. Um, so there's, I mean, there's several examples, but one in particular, I would say is my dear friend, Teresa. Um, she has become like a, like a soul sister, all, all the things to me. I just love her so much. And, um, you know, I'm supporting her a lot through like really listening to her intuition for this like next phase in her life. So we're talking a lot about these crone years that she's stepping into, Um, And for her, it's a lot about, you know, slowing down and enjoying the privilege of being able to select what she wants, how she wants to live, um, and really allowing herself that luxury, you know, and her intuition is guiding her towards that luxury all the time. But it's like, should like, do I really deserve that level of luxury now? And, you know, all that stuff that goes through the head. So um, I, I support her a lot, um, on her journey. Is there something specific that she did as a result of this kind of work that you're doing together that you, when you heard the story, you're like, oh my gosh, yes. Yeah. Well, she just recently, um, transitioned out of work that she was doing because she she thought that that's what she should be doing, or that's the, the work that was going to pay the bills. Um, which was a lot of like um, business management and like very practical support um, with business owners. That's, that's felt always really heavy to her. And she is a magical, mystical, wise, intuitive woman. Like Teresa is magic in a, in a human body. And, um, and so she's recently allowed herself to release that work that has been really weighing her down over the last few years. Um, and she's now uh, exploring this, these new possibilities, this new potential of 
serving and doing work that really lights her up and that honors her magic, really. So it's been really beautiful to to watch her go wow. through that. I love that it's like she's been in this cocoon and she's suddenly exploring the colors of her wings as she emerges. Yeah. And I have to say, I've told her this several times in the last few months. I have never seen her this lit up. I have never seen her smile so much. I have never seen her so vibrant and bubbly. I've never seen her like this before. Just that itself is... Yes, the most rewarding thing that you can experience as a, as a person who provides that kind of service for any other human being, yeah. to see that shift, the transformation from that weight to the lightness. Yeah, that's so beautiful to to see. That's what I love. Like that's what I wake up for in the morning. And that, that happened again yesterday with someone in our group. She at the end, she said, I came in here feeling so heavy and so discouraged and so stuck. And she's like, now I feel so buoyant and excited (laughs) (laughs) to to let her go like that, you know? Oh, that's the best. That is the best. I I think a lot about um, the the work that you and I do. I mean, it's different, but it has a really similar outcome, which is somebody recognizing what their value is and taking charge to do something that uh, that demonstrates that value that they can live in and enjoy and um, really reflect on as part of what's going to create their legacy. Yeah. There's, there's something so um, it's such an honor to have that kind of. Yeah. um, Role in, in a person's life. And that takes us full circle back to your aunts and the, this cycle where they had the honor of guiding you and now you have the honor of guiding them. And it's become a, a much more cyclical relationship where you're feeding off of each other. Yeah, absolutely. It is beautiful. And I think that's what life is all about. It's just being those inspirational leaders or mentors to other people in our life. And, you know, not underestimating the impact we have on people. Like, I'm sure that they're going to listen to this episode and they're going to be like, what? (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's going to be like mind blowing to them because we don't realize the impact we have on others just by honoring who we are and showing up as ourselves. And yeah, so something that I, I try to remember all the time is to not underestimate the impact I'm having through the small and big things that I'm doing. Absolutely. I think sometimes the smaller moments are the ones that resonate for much longer than a big splash. So when you think about the work that you do, and we've already talked about some of your mentors in terms of your your mother and aunts and family in general, when was a moment when you realized that this was your magic? When When was a time in your career where you walked away from a situation thinking, oh my gosh, this is what I'm really good at? I don't know if there was one moment. I feel like it's been just all of these little breadcrumbs that I've been following, you know, where, and every time it's like, oh yeah, that's, that's my magic. Or it's like, oh, really that thing that I did or that thing that I said had this impact, you know? So it's a constant learning or, or awareness or realization of 
like, and I feel every day I'm seeing more and more clearly um, what it is that I do and how I impact people. And what's interesting is the more I move forward and the more I have this level of awareness, the more I realize the simplicity in what I do. Whereas before, I feel like I was trying to manufacture something from my head, you know, to like create impact and experience success and make a difference in people's lives. I was trying to create this big, fancy, shiny thing, service, offering, whatever to deliver my magic. And I feel like now all of those layers of extra doing and overthinking are are releasing more and more every day. And I'm just coming back to the, the foundational essence, I guess, of what I do. And it's so much easier. It's so much more simple. Like I don't need all the shiny things around it. I can just show up and. And be that. Right. Exactly. The reason I asked that question is that I remember at um, a no longer virtual, it would have been in uh, Denver in 2018. um, Kate Byers and Jake Asteris were co-hosting a session on finding your why. And I am a really practical person. So the No Longer Virtual Summit always has a good blend of solid, practical business, creativity, the the stuff that I I consider to be very practical, and the emotional side of things. Like um, when Kevin Strauss did a session on emotional health, emotional wellness. And as much as I consider that to, I know that that's practical stuff. But in my head, this is kind of where I lean is being able to balance the two. Yeah. And I remember this finding your why session. And I wasn't, I I didn't see myself as um, somebody who would benefit from that session necessarily. I didn't think that it would necessarily be um, relevant for me at that moment in my life. And it's, you know, one of those things you said, it's like breadcrumbs. Sometimes I realize I'm a really slow processor and months later, something will just pop in my head and I'll realize how important it was that I was there in that moment, even though I didn't think it was going to be relevant for me. So I've learned over the years to just pay attention to those things and and not dismiss anything. But I remember this moment as I was um, thinking about my business in the same way that I was just trying to create something that was bigger than me rather than relying on me. And providing what I naturally provide. And I was part of the Women's Leadership Network board at that time here in Helena. And I was the president and my vice president and um, the woman who was running our membership committee did this amazing membership drive at the carousel here in town where we had champagne and we had Sundays and Every person, every woman that walked in there felt like she belonged there. That Mm. was the most common comment as people left and joined the organization where the comments were, I walked in by myself, which was really hard for me, but I was not by myself for more than a couple minutes and people came and welcomed me. I felt so welcomed. Yeah. And I remember walking away from that and giving the credit to the women who really had organized it. And then suddenly owning part of that in myself, knowing that I had, I had nurtured this board. Yeah. I had enlisted them 
to participate in the organization, in the board, and in this event. And even though it wasn't all me, I felt like I had kind of set the stage for it, that I had created the environment for that to happen, for that additional greater environment to be created. And that was a moment for me, that realization that that's that's what I did. It was my what, wasn't my why. Yeah. But it's that what of creating an environment where people can thrive and show up fully as themselves. So was there a time like that where you walked away from something and like it it all kind of came together, all those little breadcrumbs kind of became came together to create a real cookie? <laughs> Yeah, I think, you know, I'm, uh, what's coming to mind is a client I worked with about a year ago. Um, and I won't say her name just out of like privacy, but she was in a, she was in a, a, a hard and low place and, and she had big visions and big dreams. And there was some things that she really wanted to achieve. And she was transitioning from being a professor in university to becoming an entrepreneur you know, really stepping into the work that she really wanted to do. And, um, you know, when you look at where she was and where she wanted to go, um, at first it was a little bit uh, overwhelming for me because I was like, am I going to be able to get her here? Like, this is usually when I start working with entrepreneurs, they're, some are just starting, but like, she had a lot of other things involved, health um, struggles and emotional struggles. Like there was a lot of stuff in there. You know, she was carrying a lot. And I always bring practical stuff into my work. I never, I never let anybody leave with just theory or a vision or an insight. There's always something practical to leave with. Um, and, you know, when I, when I was thinking about like helping her really get this business started, because we had to adapt it to her needs based on the health things and all kinds of stuff. I, there was a while where I was like, I don't, I don't know if I, I'm, I can, I'm the one to help her, you know? And, and I just showed up, I just showed up and, and with, with my magic and, and my, my insights and my energy, I would say it's the, the container that I hold energetically that is really the magic that I offer, I believe, because the practical stuff and the 12 years of business experience and all that stuff, that's kind of like the icing on the cake, really, because when you are in a room with someone, Zoom or in person, who really holds space for you in a way that allows you to feel safe, seen, heard, understood, and with someone who can really show you a path forward, your path forward, not just a path that's been paved by a million other business owners, but your path forward, um, magic can happen. And like where she is now in her business, I can't even, we're not working together anymore. I can't even believe where she's at, right? She is like flying. She's Mm -hmm. thriving. It is incredible. I can't even believe where she's at. And it's just been like a year and a half, maybe. Wow. So that I would say was probably one of the experiences that really, really showed me the essence of of my work. And and she's told me several times, I would have never been able to do this without your support. 
not just practical, but like the space that you held for me. Mm. Um, that's amazing. I just got to chill. Yeah. And that's great. <laughs> that's, that's an awesome story. And it comes back to this whole idea of knowing that there are different people in our orbits to fulfill different roles and that you were there for her at the time that she needed you. And now she's moving on. You're not working together anymore. You, you are still that person for her. Yeah. And she has different people in her orbit to help her go to the next step or to continue to grow in the way that she wants to. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I love that. What an amazing story. Jenna, this has been such a pleasure hearing your stories. You. Just um, just one last story. When yeah. you think about um, your experience, it, it, I saw in your LinkedIn profile, and we talked a little bit about your experience with um, United Nations. Mm -hmm. Is there an image that pops into your head about a place where you were, something you did um, when you think about your work with them? Um, what comes to mind immediately is the super connectors that I work with in the, in this contract, which are essentially a small group of, so I, I'm the community leader for, um, it's called Ecom Connect. Essentially, we support entrepreneurs in developing countries with their e-commerce businesses. And we, um, started a program. Uh, about a year and a half ago called the super connector program. And it's essentially an ambassador program um, of we handpick some people in the community who want to help us grow Ecom connect. Um, and this small group of people have been like my family and I learned so much from them. Like I, I was there supporting them, you know, like I was their leader in a sense, but I learned so much from them and I got to build relationships with incredible human beings, all of them in there. I, they're like my family. I love them so much. Um, and so that, that's who I think of when I, when I, when I think of this work with the United Nations is like, and you know, one is from India and two are from Africa and one is from Costa Rica uh, actually there's three from Africa and it's like the, the privilege that I have to have met these people from all around the world who are doing like incredible work, um, is really the vision that comes to me and probably like, yeah, what I've enjoyed the most is working with them. Well, I'm just imagining, I can kind of see your wheels turning in your eyes. I can imagine you are kind of visualizing your last vi video meeting with all of these people where it was, you know, the Brady Bunch style view. Is that in your head right now? Absolutely. You're really intuitive um, because I actually, um, I'm ending this project with them at the end of October um, and I might jump into a new project, uh, a different one after. But yeah, when I think of the end of this in, in October, I'm just like, oh my God, I'm going to miss these, these amazing people. Like they, yeah, we've just become so close. Um, and I think we're going to continue to, to stay very, very close, but I just won't, I won't be the community leader anymore. Um, I decided that um, I, this is kind of, I feel like I go in to someone's life or business or project 
and like a little fairy godmother and do my magic and bring things to another level. And then I know when it's time for me to remove myself. And so I was feeling now that it was like, I, I did what I had to do here. And now it's time for me to remove myself, you know? <laughs> the first thing that popped into my head is Mary Poppins. And then the yeah. next thing was, now this is going to age me, but there was a, a movie called Pete's Dragon when I was growing up. And um, there's a an animated dragon in a real life cast. Yeah. And the dragon is Elliot and he shows up to help Pete and then disappears at the end. It's a beautiful, beautiful movie. I just I love it. I've seen this movie. Well, that's 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 you. You're Pete's dragon. Yeah. You're Elliot. <laughs> you show up and you get things back in order or you make sense yeah. of chaos and bring things together so that things can move forward and then somebody else can come in and continue yeah. that momentum. And I'm still imagining you imagining the the faces on your Zoom calls with those people and the warmth yeah. and camaraderie that you feel and experience when you're on those calls. I can I can feel that. Yeah. Yeah, it's so nice. It's just I just want to like be there and, and and help them. And what's beautiful is that we just found our new community leader who I'm going to be handing the torch over to. And it's one of the super connectors in our group. So I'm like so excited to hand the torch to her. She's incredible. Um, So yeah, it's just, uh, it's, it's been really nice. Oh, I love it. What a great story. And it's a perfect way to bring things full circle to remind our listeners that the people that are in your circle are Mm. absolutely critical to your success or not. They are absolutely critical. So make sure that you're intentional about the people that you're spending time with, that you're looking to for support and mentorship and guidance and, and just make sure that you feel seen and heard by the people that you are surrounding yourself with. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. We need to really cherish every single person that is in our orbit. Absolutely. And if you don't, then it's time to shed that person or be shed from their orbit, however that works out. Um, Jennifer, if you could just share with our listeners the best ways to get a hold of you, um, where people can see the kind of material content that you're putting out. And for our listeners, don't worry, all of this will be in the show notes at elkinsconsulting.com for this podcast episode. Yeah, thank you. I really love Instagram. And so you will see on my Instagram, the real raw me in my life with my dogs drinking my tequila and you'll see my business stuff. So it's a, it's a, it's a really a blend there. Um, and so I, I think Instagram is is really a great place to connect with you on a more intimate, personal um, level. And I recently become more active on LinkedIn, which I really didn't like before, but I'm like, hmm, there's something interesting here. Uh, so, um, those are, let's say social would be like two good places to connect with me. And then, um, so that I have my personal website, jenniferjingyoung.com, where you can learn more about, um, kind of the work that I do one-on-one work and I am writing a book and like all those kinds of fun things. Uh, and then there's the school of intuitive leadership.com where that's really the community. It's the school, the place where I teach um, and where we have our community that's growing and just all kinds of really great stuff. So 
I would say those would be the four four places where people can can get to know me a little bit more. Excellent. And as I mentioned for our listeners, all of this information will be in the show notes at elkinsconsulting.com. Jen, thank you so much for joining me. It has been such a pleasure. I love your stories. Thank you, Sarah. And I have to say that like this is the first time that I have on, interviewed on a podcast where I speak about things really like really different than when I usually speak. So you're really great at pulling stories out of people. So thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thanks for listening to Your Stories Don't Define You, How You Tell Them Will. I'm putting some finishing touches on a new course, Get the Offer, Job Interview Storytelling, that will be available online in early fall 2022. It is so important that this course is truly relevant, helpful, and useful for my clients. So I'd love your help. Would you please email me at sarah at elkinsconsulting.com or complete the form that's linked on the blog post associated with this podcast episode to add your ideas for the course? I'd love to know your biggest challenges when it comes to job interviews, so the content of my online course is exactly what you need. I appreciate your help. Thanks in advance. <music>